Welcome to the Nerd Normie Podcast. I'm a big film nerd, Everett. And I'm Emerald, and I'm engaged to a nerd. On this week's episode, we'll be covering two movies, first of which is Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. And I chose Missing. Uh, for both of these movies, we will do non-spoilers and then spoilers. There will be time codes down in the description if you want to jump around. Let's get into it. One summer night, I fell asleep, afraid that nothing in my family would ever change. And I'll feel alone forever. <laughs> hey, my name's Dante. Hey, my name's Aristotle. Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe is a new movie directed by H. Alberto. Um, it is based on the book of the same name and premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival last year. Uh, notably produced by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Kind of the only big name here. And it stars Max Paleo and Reese Gonzalez as the two main characters, Aristotle and Dante. Um, and it is a 1980s teen gay romance. Yep. First of all, I think the main thing here is that it really feels like it's adapted from a book and that it just took major moments a collection of events from the book and acted them out and then put them in theaters and the moments are on paper interesting and intriguing and well done but there's just an overall lack of cohesion and narrative structure there's a lot of subplots or side characters that feel pointless to this hour and a half version of the story that I'm sure when they are fully developed in a book they feel important and significant but they really should have been cut out or brought like combined into one character or this you know make this a mini series on Netflix or something um, because it really it just it lacks any sort of overall structure and cohesion yeah i mean <clears throat> there were certain parts where i cared a little bit but it just didn't get me because i could tell even just watching it before i knew it was based on a book that it was based on a book because there was so much just missing from it but the parts that you know actually did develop were really good and i thought the main guy was really really great the one who played aristotle yeah max paleo um he really just embodied the role. He looked the part, acted the part. I really enjoyed him in the role. Um, Reese Gonzalez as Dante was good, but is missing for a large section of the film. So I don't really know if he, you know, could have been better or not had he had a little more screen time. Yeah, he spends a year away where they're just writing letters. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's very much teen lead in an indie movie at the beginning, which was a little annoying, and then he goes away, and then when he comes back, he's not really in it that much. I don't know. There was just so much missing out of it that it would have been better as, like, a limited series, or, I don't know, just cutting out certain characters or combining characters that didn't get developed very much. Yeah, I think it either, it needs to be longer like a mini series or again it's only an hour 
thirty something, so like you could have maybe pushed for two hours and given a little more development to some stuff, or cut a whole lot back and go, we're only doing an hour and a half of this story. What's the important part? Oh, Aristotle and Dante. Let's focus on them and not a whole bunch of side characters and backstory and mystery and intrigue that just kind of leads nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I mean, overall, it's cute. It's fun. It's cute, but I would stream it. I wouldn't pay the money to see it again in the theater. Yeah, I think there are there have been better rom-coms and romance movies and comedies and coming of age and stuff done this year that are more worthy of praise, but that's by no means that this is like a bad film or inadequate. And honestly, it's kind of made me want to go read the book because the sections we saw were interesting and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." That would be cute if it was longer. <laughs> and and if it more wasn't detail. just a two-minute moment in this film, yeah. So um, apparently, Lin Manuel Miranda narrates the audiobook, so maybe I'll have to give that a listen. See how that goes. All right, spoilers for Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. I guess the only spoiler, technically, we said it in the description, is that it's a gay love story because. That's really all that happens that can't be spoiled, (laughs) is that they do end up together. Um, (laughs) I guess the other thing is that it's a mystery the whole time why his brother is in prison, which they slightly go over as his brother beat a transgender prostitute to death. Yeah, and that honestly is the biggest, the biggest, like, It could have been cut out. Yeah. Because I get why I'm sure in the book it is a significant portion and there's a moment later in the film where he almost beats, Aristotle almost beats a guy to death. And so parallels and family and all of these things. But again, we're only here for an hour and a half and this is a sub-subplot because there's the plot of him and Dante, then there's the subplot of his being a teen with his parents and trying to figure that relationship out and then the subplot to that is that his brother went to prison for an unknown reason they didn't tell him why or it would have made more sense to like have maybe you know he does know why his brother went to prison and that's why he's scared to come out is because he thinks that his parents are ashamed that his brother was going to have sex with a transgender person and he thinks they're not lgbtq allies or something and that's why he's so scared and mean to come out because he's very rude about it to dante when they kiss he says he's a freak and he hates him yeah i think there's a real struggle with this movie of they talk about how coming out in the 80s was very challenging but, but his parents we don't are all the ever family. see it on screen. Yeah. Everyone that we do see is very supportive and very kind and very understanding. And there is a moment Dante gets beat up. But again, we don't see that. We just see the aftermath. And so it's like literally nobody on screen this entire film is being homophobic. Yeah. And yet a major issue is his uncomfortability with coming out, which like we all get from context, but it's not directly shown in this film. So, like, if he didn't know that his brother had, like, almost beat the transgender prostitute to death, 
if he just knew that he was in prison and he had like was going to have sex with them or whatever and so he thought that's why his parents were ashamed and that's why he's been so quiet and ashamed his whole life that would make sense but it's not so i just i don't yeah and then again like it it just it's this thing they it comes up every third scene where someone goes oh but you don't know what happened to your brother oh you got to talk to your parents and then he finally does and it's all just a little like oh okay takes like two seconds yeah and it's just like it doesn't it also doesn't impact this story directly he it's not a search for his brother it's not a re trying to reconnect with his brother it's not a you know the sins of your brother have made us bad parents and are overbearing or what like it literally has nothing to do with this movie yeah and so when it's revealed it's like whoa that's like really intense and yet yeah, he went to prison, but there's no, like, narrative consequence yeah. to this. And it's the same with, like, his aunt. He's, like, apparently really close with his aunt because he'll talk to her and he doesn't talk to his parents. But she's in, like, two scenes and then she dies. And then it's revealed that she was a lesbian. And so he feels more comfortable to come out, I guess, from that. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But, like, but again, that kinda... doesn't... It comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And, like, his parents literally say to him, well, you know, the family didn't really like her. Well, the whole family was over at this party with her and Dante there and seemed to be totally fine. fine. Yeah. There was no, like, clear the family was uncomfortable with the aunt being there. Yeah, they just didn't go to her funeral. Yeah, and then nobody went to her funeral, and they go, well, don't you remember that lady she used to live with? And he's like, oh, yeah, she was gay in my lifetime, in my childhood, and I even remember how she used to sing a lot, and all of these distinct, very particular memories. And it's like, wait, so if you knew all of this... Well, I mean, you don't really make... you I, Yeah. Like, growing but up, just... having them living together... Like, Growing up, you don't really assume that they're in love, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I so. guess. But I don't know. Like, it just felt a little like all of a sudden she was gay. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah. Okay. And then moves on. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's like just... she didn't technically need to be in it. The He had these two girls who kept following him around trying to get gossip that didn't need to be in the movie because they didn't. Become... I thought yeah. they were going to see him doing something. And like out him to the school, but or known he was to be going gossips. to out Dante to them, and then they were going to make Dante's life, and he was going to feel guilty about having yeah. shared secrets. But or then something. they never come back. So they don't just... come in, and then there's a random girl who's dating a gang man- gang member, and then she kisses Aristotle, and then he wants to keep kissing her, and she's like, "No, nah, I've got a boyfriend. He's in a gang." And then they just never talk again. Yeah, and then and that never like, comes around. Yeah. I don't, there's just, there's a lot of unfinished thoughts and ideas that clearly come from the book and are just thrown into this movie. Which sucks, because it's probably a really good book, because from, <laughs> like, the parts that were good were really, really good. It just did yeah. not translate to screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I will say, like, I, I was, like, enjoying myself take it or leave it kind of movie wish we'd kind of streamed it and not paid to go see it but whatever um but then there's the one scene where uh dante's been uh assaulted for he was seen kissing a man in a alley and the guy abandons him and leave and dante refuses to step down and then gets beat half to death and so aristotle kind of 
takes this naturally incredibly personally because they're best friends and last he had really talked to him he they got off on the wrong or not got off on the wrong foot they he screamed and said terrible things to him because they kissed briefly um and so they were kind of like not talking but then all of a sudden he almost dies and so he goes and he finds the man he was kissing and gets the names of the people who assaulted him and goes and finds one of them and just absolutely wails on him and i will say that scene was done like that whole thing his performance like the seething rage of just like i don't want to do this but i don't know what else to do right now i have no way and there's kind of an undercurrent you know he briefly talks to his dad about it in the end and mentions many times that this is kind of how his dad is and how he was raised is just kind of keep things under the surface and don't really until you explode and then we kind of see it happening and he has to be like pulled off the guy before he beats him to death and it's like really well done and my my heart rate was a little elevated and i was like whoa this is intense and then there's absolutely no consequences and it just basically is never talked about again for the rest of the film yep and it's like oh that was really good and then you just didn't follow through and so that was a little disappointing but all right what would you rate it i will give this it's hard to rate because like on the one hand it only deserves like a four or five but on the other hand like there's a lot of elements i really like i guess i'll go seven and be nice really i'd go between a five and a half and a six around a six probably is where i'll sit because it just it wouldn't it doesn't flow i'll probably forget i ever watched it i wouldn't recommend it to people but if i read the book i bet i bet i would love the book yeah so maybe we'll do a review if we read the book (laughs) (laughs) but all right that's our thoughts on aristotle and dante discover the secrets of the universe my parents want to prevent me from becoming my brother you have a brother he's in jail so we don't talk about him Alright, for my movie this week, I chose Missing, which is directed by Nicholas D. Johnson and Will Merrick, and it stars Storm Reed. She's really the only main character. Uh, The only other person I would say it really stars would be Joaquim de Almeida. Um, I mean, like, you know, there's some characters who are in it, but I think they would be, as the title says, missing for quite a lot of the movie. Yeah, and then, like, it centers around characters but they're not necessary so if you don't know like the whole this has kind of become its own genre of this film and the first one from the same i don't know if it's the same directors but same production company and stuff um uh, it's just called searching and it's all from the perspective of a screen and so they have like facetime open and that's how you see them interacting and then they're googling stuff and logging into things and checking accounts and doing a whole bunch of different things from this one person's screen and there's a few moments where like they'll take their phone somewhere and then we get a glimpse from their phone camera or something they're taking a snapchat and yeah so this film does that and that's why it's like it stars storm reed and then other characters are there but only if she's directly calling them but she's looking into like ken lung's character's life or she's look or you know daniel henry plays henny plays a um a special agent and like they talk sometimes and he's part of the movie but like like he's in news interviews but you mostly only hear his voice yeah he'll be it'll just say like calling 
Agent, Agent Park. Park. And then you hear him talk, but you're watching Storm read. Yeah. Um, our favorite character is <laughs> Javi. He was the best one. We'll talk about it more in spoilers. But yeah, so just the rundown of this movie. It's about a girl... She just turned 18 and her mom and her mom's boyfriend are going on a trip to Colombia and um, they, yeah, she goes to pick them up at the airport and they don't get off their plane. And so it's kind of just like her looking into where her mother could have disappeared to because she's missing. Yeah. And... I don't know, like, it's, it's got all the twists and turns you want out of a thriller. It's got some surprising reveals, and you think one character is something, and then it turns out they're another thing, and then it flips again, and, like, yeah. everyone has a couple layers deep to their involvement in this story. It's all a little convoluted Silly. and crazy if you really stop to think about it but i think the strength of this movie is while you're watching it you're just wrapped up in the drama yeah and i don't know i've thought it was a very engaging thriller it's almost the same as searching which was the first one that came out i um, never saw that one like you think you know kind of what's going on and then it all connects in the end and something big crazy happens whatever which is kind of what made me guess what was happening in this one like i kept just being like oh my gosh well what if or like imagine this is what happens and it was so <laughs> it's it's not hard to guess if you just guess the wildest accusations <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like and if you you look at it in like the way you'd watch like a an episode of NCIS or something where it's like they really want you to think so and so is not involved in any capacity, well then they're almost certainly at the center of this. And oh, this person's clearly guilty. Look at all of these things. And then it's like oh, yeah, they're like those things are still bad, but they're not the linchpin of everything or whatever. And so it's a very classic twisty thriller in that way. Um, but I do think the reason this film works is a very good script that knows what it is. And Storm Reed gives a very good performance for this type of movie because this could very quickly get old because you're not getting the like traditional storytelling, you know? you can only show what's on the screen. Um, and I think there's like a thing people talk about in film all the time, like limitations are often the best thing. Like you come up with your best ideas when you are limited in what you can do. Um, and that's where like creativity can thrive. And I think limiting themselves to, okay, one girl has a laptop. 99% of the film is gonna be what she's doing on her laptop really makes you structure the story and the script and every moment around maximizing that so that it's actually engaging. Um, and I think they do a really good job. I would worry because both searching and missing got a lot of buzz that there will be imitations of this that are not done well. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't think this would be a good genre on its own it's not like a horror where you can just go and have a fun slasher horror or you can have a really intense you know dramatic horror but they're all in the same genre i feel like this type of genre only works with this type of film yeah before searching came out there was a movie called unfriended 
which is about, it's like a horror movie, but that's based all off of FaceTime and on a girl's computer. Um, and that one, yeah, it's like the same vibe, but it just isn't quite done as well. And I almost felt like nauseous watching that one because it's like, if you want to capture any movement, the computer has to move with the characters and it's just, yeah. I yeah. mean, it was an okay movie, but... It There's, was just... like, one scene in Missing where she has her a wristwatch with a camera on, and your your view is the the wrist as she's walking down a hallway, and I was like, oh, this is a little, a little much. But, again, like, you're limited, and that's... They did their best. Yeah, and that, that fits in the story. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it works. It's just visually was not <laughs> yep. the most pleasant. All right, moving into spoilers... Um, so yeah, her mom and her mom's boyfriend don't get off the plane. Um, so she, you know, launches an investigation on what she can do and she finds out the hotel that they were staying at has cameras, but you can only go get the footage in person. So she, she is just very smart in this movie. Everything she does is so smart and we are so dumb because we (laughs) did not think of any of this stuff. So she hires like a task rabbit type person, those people you can pay to do jobs for you. She hires one of them to go there in Colombia to get the hotel uh, footage. And he is our favorite character. He's, he's so, so stinking cute. <laughs> like, he's very supportive of her the whole movie. Even when he can't help anymore, he still is, like, the person she calls on the phone to talk about stuff and calms her down and keeps her centered. And he helps way more than he should have yeah, to. He's a very sweet man. <laughs> yeah, he's just darling, and we love him. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he... Uh, And, like, they can't get the camera footage, and, yeah, there's all this crazy stuff that happens, and you find out that the mom's boyfriend used to be a con man, and the woman who was on the trip wasn't actually her mom. They swapped out for someone else, and all this other stuff that leads to the conclusion that her father, who she thought was dead, was actually really, really abusive and awful, and, like, captured, kidnapped the mom, and is going to kidnap the daughter so that he can keep them. I don't really know. That's kind of where it falls apart. It's a big twist, but it doesn't really I th- make sense. Yeah, I think the basic idea, he was going to keep the mom captive and separate from the daughter and make her feel what he felt, not being able to, knowing his daughter's out there, but not being able to see her. He wanted her to experience that. And then he just wanted to have his daughter back, so he was just going to have her. Um, but yeah, he he spent time in prison because he was abusive and a drug addict and yeah, rough. And so he spent some time in prison where he met the con man, and they pull off this really convoluted, over-the-top heist kind of thing just to make it appear that the mom went missing so that when they can't find her in Columbia, they'll just stop looking, but then the daughter ends up being able to hack into accounts and figure out people's passwords and which is very smart the way she did all that yeah and i think that again it's a strength of the movie you know luckily people used passwords that were repetitive repetitive or this or whatever or like they call and impersonate the um first bag the like con man boyfriend and to get the, more information. Yeah. And they're able, you know, the security system on whatever company they happen to be calling only required 
name, birth date, and then answer one security question, which was a middle school or elementary school, and they got lucky with the 50-50 guess, which is like reasonable enough security for a movie. I would imagine a company that's actually giving out sensitive material would have, like, first they wanted the last four of his social. They wouldn't just then go, oh, that's fine. You don't need that. We'll just take a random elementary school. Like... Elementary. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, but, like, so as you look into some of the stuff, it's like, oh, well, you know, she got lucky, or what a coincidence that all of this happens. But again, while you're watching it, that's not what you're thinking about. You think, oh, yeah, that's so smart. Look it up that way. Or, oh, using that to find this. And, oh, you know, being able to get into his Google account. And then she can see all his, like, location history and search history and all of this stuff. And it's like, oh, this is really smart, clever yeah. and really smart. She does get someone killed by doing all of this, which is a little unfortunate. Her dad? No, the um, lawyer lady who helped her oh, mom. Oh, yeah. I forgot so about she her. gets into, he had like a secure messaging system online that's totally anonymous and whatever. But of course, like, if you can log into his account, you can get to some of his messages. She messages someone who appears to be helping him and being like, hey, you know, oh no, I got a new phone or whatever. <laughs> What's your number? I need to talk to you right away. And so sends her number, and then they realize this is happening. The like bad guys realize it's happening, and they go and kill that woman. And we think she's like, at first you're like, oh yeah, she used to be her babysitter, and she's like the mom's friend and whatever. And now she's just kind of like a out of touch, and she's not really getting as involved as you think she would. And then you find out she was being blackmailed by them, and then you find out even further she's the one who helped the mom get a new identity and yeah. move and so something that i do really really like about this movie is at the beginning it shows a clip of the main girl with her dad and her mom when she was really young and her dad looks kind of sick like he gets a nosebleed and stuff and then it kind of just shows the mom deleting all her social media and like all her friends leaving her voicemails being like I'm really sorry that you have to go and I'm sorry this is all happening but it makes sense whatever so you think that the dad just died and that they moved to a new place to start over again but what really happened and what you find out is that the do the dad is like a drug addict and that's why his nose was bleeding. The and, rest of that clip, yeah. they finally play the rest of it, and he's, like, screaming at her and grabbing the camera out of her hands and, like... Yeah, and he's, like, <laughs> awful. And she deleted all her social media because she contacted a lawyer who helped her change her name after she put him in prison for drugs so that he could be away from the daughter. And they started a whole other life, and she did lie and say that the dad was dead, but mostly just to save to, her daughter. Yeah. And... Yeah, so it's it's pretty good, and I like how it shows that at the beginning, but you don't really understand the context, and then it shows it later, and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really, it, it's a really tight, well-written movie. It's engaging. Um, again, like, there were no moments really that dragged, or I was like, oh my god, I've been just staring at someone Googling stuff for the last 20 minutes, this is so boring. It kept enough intrigue. I think, like, a great thing is there's so many cameras in the mind life like she gets an alert on her laptop every time there's someone at the front door for the ring camera and they use that a lot and it's like well would the teen daughter have a ring camera alert maybe maybe not but like it's really just an enjoyable watch and again you're not you're not thinking about these 
slight stretches. You know, you're willing to suspend your disbelief because the movie is well done. And it's our belief that after the movie, Javier and the main girl's mom fall in love and get married. <laughs> and that's it. He adds her on Facebook and I want them to be in love. <laughs> yeah, they're both very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and deserve to be happy. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what would you rate this one? I'll give this one seven and a half, eight. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. You know, I I really like it, but it's not an instant rewatch, an instant recommend to everyone. It's It's an enjoyable, fun time. If you're, you know, in high school, this would be a great, fun thriller to watch, I feel like. It's but, a great in the background at a party movie. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know, I think it's just a little too convoluted and out there to be like such a gripping drama that's really, you know, about something, but it kind of wants to be at times. So, yeah, I think an eight. Yep. You need to let the police handle this. I tried. I'm not giving up on my mom. All right. Thank you for listening to our episode this week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nerd and Normie and tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. And if you're on an audio platform, we have a five-star review. It really helps us out. Thank you. Thank you.